Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with this phone. you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from Dallas Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, big power, hour Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound. It's episode 432 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Of course, I am Brian Breaker. Joining me as always... And he's way too hot. It's big underscore Bane. What's going on, man? You know, just just dying, <laughs> burning up, dying over here. <laughs> you don't like the heat. I, I stay yeah. out of the kitchen. I, I gladly, <laughs> gladly will stay out of the kitchen. Oh man! So it's uh, what it's May now, right? So I mean, I guess we're officially into summer. That's when the school yeah. starts to let out, which will be coming up soon. And we only got. Five more months of this bullshit breaker. Dude, you hate it, and it's funny to me. It's because it lasts so damn long. I thought winter lasts long, too, to be fair. Yeah, but we, it, it didn't feel like it this time. I mean, we had, like, two weeks of actual winter, and then it was, like, 40, 50 degrees. That, to me, is fall. Sure. You I know? agree with that. A light jacket. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once you start moving, I mean, you're feeling like taking that hoodie off. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's uh, it's definitely gonna get hot, so Bane's gonna be a sweating. I'm gonna be pissed. You're gonna for the next few months just expect me to be pissed off and angry. Because he's so or normally always so chipper. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm always in a great mood. Always. <laughs> uh, well, we got some fun stuff to talk about this week. We got some wrestling talk. We got some movie and TV talk. We got some toy talk, and then also uh, the tournament. I didn't write it up there, but it's coming up. Uh, the worst MCU movie. This is an interesting one, man. Yeah. How do you think this is gonna go? I think it's gonna be controversial. I, I I don't know. Um, I'm um, curious to see how people vote. See if this this will be one of those where we get to find out if people actually read the tweets or if they just vote. I would bet people just vote because it comes up. It's like a, the two buttons. You mm-hmm. just push it. Yeah. I mean, this this is this is a good test to see if people actually read the tweets. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we tweet this out, we have to like put worst in all capitals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to. At least that word will pop out a little bit. Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, we'll have to do something to kind of differentiate. That way people understand what they're voting on. Because, yeah, yeah I could definitely see that happening. Because otherwise we're going to get, like, the best of the eight being the worst. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, it was a very well thought out tournament on your part, my friend. Very well hey, done. Hey, tournaments are your baby, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm said, just along for the ride. I said, hey, pick a topic. <laughs> I know the worst. I'm like, oh, geez. Okay. Of course, we did also like the cringiest WCW moment before. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like the worst one. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. And I think people voted right on that one. If I they they right. did. Yeah. They did. But again, a lot of those were like so like, you know, Oklahoma and WCW was very oh, yeah. apparent that that was like horrible. So, yeah. Anyway, we got to We're going to dive into that a little bit, but uh, we got quite a bit of wrestling talk. So why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Big underscore Bane, some news off the top here. Roman Reigns uh, apparently signs a new deal. He, you know, he kind of, I guess, broke character at a house show saying he may not be back ever or for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty well known now that he has signed a new deal. Yep. That's going to do more like limited dates, mm-hmm. probably less pay-per-views, less appearances, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe not a Brock Lesnar deal, but maybe something similar to a Brock Lesnar deal. Yeah. Um, you seem to be all in favor. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, dude. I mean, it, he's been the workhorse for 10 years now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, realistically, that's a longer run than The Rock. Yeah. It's a longer run than Stone Cold. Like, pretty close to the same run that John Cena had. Yeah. He's earned it. Like, I feel like he's earned this part-time schedule. Um, just because he's champion right now doesn't bother me because, uh, when Brock Lesnar was champion and he wasn't there all the time, that's when the IC championship got elevated with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Uh, so I think, uh, they could rehash that. And I mean, obviously not with Daniel Bryan, but like they could rehash that where the IC title and the U S title gets elevated. Um, and I think if they unify the tag division, like they're planning on that could create, uh, better tag team feuds. If they actually take the time, it might force them to take the time to create stories for the tag team division. I I think there's, I think there's a lot of positives to this. Well, I think with anything, when someone leaves, someone has to step up, right? That's kind of the, uh, like Austin gets hurt. No one, no one can predict that, right? Like obviously he's on the rise to be the top guy, but someone had to step up and, and, and people did, you know, obviously the rock stepped up huge. Mm -hmm. McFoley stepped up, triple H stepped up. All these, all these talents became top tier players. Now, interestingly enough, when that happened in 2000 and Austin had to take about a year off and he wasn't really factored into plans initially. Right. Right. I knew it took him a while to kind of find his footing again. And then even like the WrestleMania, we wrestled Scott Hall. He was kind of pissed about that. Like, yeah. how come I'm not in the main event? You know? Right. So things change though. So with this, I don't think it's necessarily that he hasn't earned it. I just don't know if that's the best idea to completely pull your top guy away when you're in the midst of, it's a different time than when Brock Lesnar was doing this. I feel like personally, maybe, um, and, and you could absolutely be right. The way I see it though, is, um, like backlash, um, elimination chamber, TLC. Those are the lower tier pay-per-views anyway. Sure. Those aren't really the ones people get excited about. Um, I, but I think, you know, your SummerSlam, you know, Royal rumble, Survivor Series, WrestleMania, I think those are the ones where people are like, damn, I really need to watch that. Right. More so Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, but the other two as well. Um, I, I think holding him to just those shows 
I don't think, I think it just kind of elevates those shows too. Sure. You know, it makes people want to watch that because they know he's going to be there. Well, and I feel like that happened when Brock was on the card. Yeah. It made those shows much bigger. That being said, that's, I mean, to me, what made that money in the bank in 2011, a big deal was that you knew punk was leaving. And so you're yeah. like, oh, but I mean, it's like a money in the bank pay-per-view. That's like such a lame yeah. pay-per-view and all. Which actual. realistically, like that could take the place of the King of the Ring and be part of the big five because that match, that pay-per-view should be a big deal because it's right. It kind of changes the course of WWE. Right. I still think they should bring back King of the Ring. I've I do always, too. I've always liked that paper. I do too. Um, I know that they've kind of done it here on Raw and stuff a few years, but but it seems to always be when they want to make someone a king character, like Corbin was the last one. And and I know when they did it with Xavier, it was kind of because Xavier just wanted it really bad. Yeah. Um, but like they they've kind of utilized it in recent years as kind of a joke. Right. Before it was an elevation. Yes. And now it's kind of like you said, just the character. And, and, and to me, silly. like I think it's great that like Steve Austin won. I mean, he you know, he's not wearing the crown or the cape. Nope. He goes up and does his speech, and he's just the king of the ring. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know, whereas Kurt Angle wants to wear the crown and the cape because he's a goof. Right. To me, like, that's what it should be. Like, right. you take it as far as you want to go. If you want to make it your new character, great. If not, that's fine, too. King Booker's another one. Exactly. And he it, made it his whole character. And, and and it also elevated him at the same time because he was world champion. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, I, I think it should be able to work both ways. I agree. But. Well, but I mean. So we're also we're also saying pay per views. These aren't pay per views. These are premium live events. These right? are those PLEs. <laughs> God, that sounds awful. <laughs> but like the whole landscape of what pro wrestling to us, what we've grown up with, is different, right? right? I mean, right. so so in this in this instance, you're not actually paying for no. backlash or no. you know extreme rules or any of that bullshit anymore. But I I think my point is like I I say I keep saying the big four. It's really just the big two: WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Those two are for casuals. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Those bring in the casual fans, whereas everybody watches the Royal Rumble. Right. And, like, and WrestleMania is the biggest wrestling event of all, yeah, of all time. And but like the other ones, I mean, realistically, those are Survivor Series is barely a top four. Right. It it's just the last of the top four. You know what I mean? Like uh, just the oldest. Right. And but those other pay-per-views. Those are strictly for the diehards. You're not bringing in a casual fan for TLC, you know what I mean? Or Hell in a Cell, you know? Casual fans don't give a shit about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I agree. Or you know, Great Balls of Fire. Right. If they want to try something. I would love like if they brought that back. Yeah, that, what a, I remember thinking that was a joke. Yeah. I think we talked about that on the show. Like, yeah. This is a joke. Yeah. It wasn't. It was real. Um, so, I don't know. It's, it's interesting now because I feel like the whole landscape of the industry has changed in that regard. This is where I feel weird about it. I'm like, with Roman being the top, top guy, and I don't think there's any argument there. He's the... He's the guy. He's the guy. Scene is not really there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's Roman. And for him to be not there, it really kind of... To me, that'd be like a 98 if Austin was like, yeah, hey, I want to work limited dates. It's kind of sure. like, oh, we built this entire show around you. You know, like, that yeah. would be... That would be a tough thing. Now, you... we Before we start recording you brought up well that's going to force people to step up and it will you know like cody and i mean there's other guys that honestly could step up and become well there's other tier players there's other guys on the um roster who have already been top tier players randy orton's still there sure uh you know they could easily flip him again mm-hmm. if they wanted to seth rollins is still there they absolutely easily put him right back in that spot kevin owens is still there he could be top heel again you still got ray mysterio there right ray mysterio i mean the the list goes on and on bobby lashley could be right back on top 
Got Nakamura. Yeah, I mean, and which he's never actually been on top, which is odd. No, but he he's teetered he was, around it, but yeah, he was in the main event of WrestleMania that one year. AJ Styles, AJ Edge. Styles is another one. Edge, yeah, I mean, so list and goes Edge on. Edge is a little bit more part time as well. Right, that's probably more just for longevity and how long they can keep him around. Sure, but the list goes on of who they could propel right into that spot. So, I mean, if if we're talking like timing wise, the timing is perfect for them to do this because it realistically just opens the door for somebody to step in. How where does this put like a Paul Heyman and the Usos though? Like they've been so closely attached to Roman. What do you do now if that guy's not not there? Bring bring up Solo Sokoa from well, NXT. I, I mean they could. Yeah. But like does Paul Heyman attach with them? I don't know. I don't know. I mean I, I haven't been paying close enough attention to SmackDown to know for sure, but when the Usos are out there, I don't think Paul Heyman's out there either. Right. I think he's... They're only, just with Roman. Right. I think it's all... It, R- Roman is the nucleus of that group. So if he's not there, Paul isn't. You sure. Know? I, I think that's how it goes. I could be wrong. I don't watch week to week. But when I have watched, I feel like I don't see Paul with the Usos if Roman's not there. Makes sense. Well, it's kind of like Evolution. Yeah. Ric Flair was like the manager and wrestler of the group. Yeah. Like he did the six-man tags and stuff. But yeah. Not working a singles every week. Yeah. But he always managed... Batista and Randy and and Triple H and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I, I could see it being something similar, maybe to, yeah. to that regard. But like you didn't see Triple H walking out with Batista, right? You know, right? Like as a as like a manager or, or a second to the ring. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, a lot of people were speculating that with Roman kind of announcing this, oh, he's going to AEW, and I'm like, I don't know why anyone would think that. I just I, I would be. Completely shocked if this guy left the company. I would, yeah, I don't see him ever leaving, but if he ever decided to jump ship to AEW, that would honestly probably bring me back to full on. I love professional wrestling. Um, because just because it's like, holy shit, that would be the that's bigger than Cody, that's bigger than probably any. I feel like that would be bigger than Kenny or Hangman coming to WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's oh, yeah. like that's the biggest deal. Uh, Right now, that could pot. That would be like in '98 if Stone Cold jumped to WCW, right? Or or Shawn Michaels, like he had talked about jumping, or Taker, right? You know, and it, I mean, it's a huge deal, and so I I don't see that happening. But like I said, like some of those dream matches would be phenomenal to see. Oh, there's there's definitely some like him versus Kenny would be phenomenal. I mean, there's so many things they could do with Roman. Over yeah, there, you know, um, and not to mention Moxley's there. Right, they could run that. That's two thirds of the shield back, dude. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, like that's, I mean, insane. Yeah, like realistically, and I don't think they would do this, but AEW could sign Rowan, Bray Wyatt, and and Strowman. Yeah, and they would have most of the Wyatt family. Yep, and. And the, well, I mean, everyone besides Harper, you know, who yeah. passed away, who was there, right? And they would have two thirds of the shield. Like that's insane. And, and speaking of that, though, I if any of those guys were to jump to AEW, I could see uh, Seth Rollins doing it. Yeah, I could absolutely see him jumping to AEW. Yeah. See, I kind of wonder if that will be a thing moving forward. I because I feel like, and we I didn't really put this as a topic, but. You know, we've, we saw like Stu Grayson and Joey Janelle and those guys all kind of leave. The yep. contracts expired. And I was talking to a friend of mine about this with, as far as the figure world. I was like, to me, it's not really a shock that we didn't see a Joey Janela or a Jack Evans or, you know, Stu Grayson got a figure, but a lot of those guys didn't. Yeah. Marco Stunt didn't. And I'm kind of wondering if that was almost on purpose, like 
we're not sure that these guys are going to be here for the long haul, so let's not make a figure yet. Right. I mean, and Stu Grayson, I think maybe they, they assumed he would be around, and obviously he wasn't. I mean, he was technically a day one. He was. Guy. Like, he was, like, in that first pay-per-view, yeah. wasn't he? So, but he just obviously didn't renew yeah. when it came that time. But anyway, my, my point being, like, I kind of wonder if, like, the jumping is going to be that big. When you start losing your undercard because they're not featured anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to kind of limit people from all of a sudden just making the jump, if that makes sense. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think because there's so many top, so many top spots, you know, so, I mean, where would a guy, I mean, they would make a spot for Roman, but like, of course, well, and that's, and that's the thing, right? right? It would push somebody who was a top guy down the card is what, it, what would happen. Well, like what if punk didn't sign, right? Someone would be in that top spot right Absolutely. now, but he did. So they made it about him, right? He became kind of became the focal point of the show. And I don't care what anybody says. I think if, if punk didn't sign, what happened with Cody would be a lot different right now. I, yeah. I mean, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I mean, I, I think when you are considered the face of the company, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're not, that yep. changes your perspectives. Sure. Sure, and I, I think what Cody wants is to be pushed as the top guy. Sure. And I, and I mean, I think he's getting that now. Obviously, he's on posters and everything. Well, I saw someone put out there that, uh, you know, Roman was on the, I think it's Hell in a Cell is yep. the upcoming paper. He was on that. Now it's Cody. Now it's Cody. And that could be, I mean, it's, to me, though, you need to elevate the next guy mm-hmm. for Roman to have someone to work with. Yep. Now, Roman being away, is that the the answer? I'm not sure, but... I, I do think that that's an interesting thing. You build Cody as his top guy. You got yourself a WrestleMania main event in about a year. You know, I still, with, with Roman leaving, not really leaving, but, you know, kind of going, moving to a part-time, I think it only works because he's a heel. Sure. You know, I think if he It's was, hard to be a baby face and not be there. Right. I think if he were to be, you know, in Cody's position, like only showing up half the time, I think, you know, it would turn you into a heel. That being said... I is if he's going part time is his main focus WWE is or is he? I think he's at, probably on his way to Hollywood. You think he's on the way to the movies? Yeah, good looking guy. Sure. I mean, yeah, I think I, mean, I think it's bound to happen. Yeah. I mean, he was already in uh, one of the Fast and Furiouses with uh, the Rock, and right. I I think I could see Dwayne taking him under his wing. Sure. You know, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, and good on him. You know, make that money. Well, yeah, but. Like, is that good for WWE? I mean, in the long run, it's probably good that, you know, The Rock came from pro wrestling. Yeah. But are they making money on The Rock now? No, I mean, I don't know. But, like, I... Not as much. WWE doesn't need any one sole person to succeed. True. They're a machine. You know, I mean, it's... Just put a body there. Because, you you know what I mean? Like, you don't... You don't... Nowadays, we don't watch WrestleMania because of one particular match. We watch WrestleMania because it's WrestleMania. Sure. You know, same with the Royal Rumble. We're not watching it because, you know, uh, Roman versus Seth Rollins is happening. We're watching it because it's the Royal Rumble. Right. And that's and it's the the one event of the year that's not like any other. Right. right. And so it's one of those things like WWE is going to succeed no matter who's in that spot. It's just, uh, you know, one of those things where, you know, who's going to stay, who's going to go. It's kind of funny, too, because I remember back in the Ruthless Aggression era, you know, this is 2002 to probably, what, 2005 or six somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. I was a huge fan at the time. I watched every week. But that was the year. I wasn't. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, 2005 to wait. Hang on. 2002 to about 2005 or six. That was about when I fell off, yeah. 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 But, I mean, 2002, I was watching every week. We were in high school. But, I mean, like, at that time, that's when they lost The Rock. They lost Austin. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, 
lot of big players, kind of all like the two biggest stars in the industry. You know, granted, like some you know Hogan shows back up at one point, and, but isn't that also when they started getting the Brock Lesnar's, the Batistas, and, exactly? And now yeah. and Cena and Orton, all those yeah. guys start showing and, up, and they had and, to rebuild. And think of it right now, like who they have now that are just on the come up. You got the Braun Breakers, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, he's the only guy I can think of. <laughs> well, but yeah, you got Braun Breaker. You know what I mean? But I mean, to be fair, NXT has been trying to rebuild a bunch of stars, right? And I mean. But on on the flip side of that, you still do have like your Finn Balor, and I know he's in his forties now. But like you have Finn Balor, you have AJ Styles, you do have a lot of guys who easily could pop up into that spot. Well, and you know, a guy I think that they're going to try to get to the next level, and there's a reason why he's associated with who he's associated is Damian Priest. Yes, with him being yes. in Edge's new faction, which I'm not a fan of the name Judgment Day. It's a pay per view. I know. It's like <laughs> yeah. That, it's like. Name it a faction battleground or something. I, I saw somebody, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I saw somebody call Seamus's faction Friday night. I don't know if that's actually the name of the faction or not. I have no idea. If that is, that is worse than Judgment Day. Is that the, uh, like the Butch and. Yeah, Butch, whatever his face is, and Seamus. Yeah. I don't even know that. Holland. Tom, Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland. I was about to say Tom Holland. Um, <laughs> that would be Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be a cool gimmick. Absolutely. Shout out to Arachna Man. <laughs> but. Well, but I mean, like with. I guess someone was telling me Edge said something in a promo, and I was like, "That's a way better name for a faction than Judgment Day." Yeah, and like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you'd think they would give Edge like kind of carte blanche on what he wanted to call him and stuff. Yeah, maybe they just didn't want to follow a new trademark. Could be, which is <laughs> a terrible mistake. Um, uh, Fightful tweeted out something pretty interesting this week. Yep, uh, something about touching their thigh, working their way to their panties. Hey, we've all been there, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Fightful, if anyone doesn't know, is kind of like a Twitter account that, you know, basically the happenings of pro wrestling, yep. except for when they t- start talking about touching their panties. Yep. Um, I didn't know what was happening initially because I didn't follow. Uh, yeah, I didn't either. And then all of a sudden I keep hearing stuff about panties. And I'm like, what is going on? I just kept seeing the screenshots of the tweet. Well, then I started seeing the, yeah. the screenshots. So I can't, I don't know if he obviously it was meant to be a text message. Not a tweet. I think it was meant to be a tweet. I think he just forgot to change maybe know, a DM. his profile. No, I think he forgot to change it. I think he has a different profile ah, where he tweets the pervy stuff, and he forgot to change it from Fightful to that. Boy, that can get you in trouble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's why you of, use different apps. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of people <laughs> joking about it. Um, you know, as in the end of the day, it's not even now that we even speak it into the you know the universe. It's, it's not even it's not even news. not even news. But you know, I mean, who hasn't you know sexted rubbing inner thighs up to your panties? You know, who hasn't done that? I know I do it on the daily breaker. I know. Yeah, you should see the text I get from this guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that was funny though. Uh, recycled crowd. We saw this. This might be a first ever for WWE, who's been known to do. Weird Some shit. Weird shit. Um, recycled crowd noise we've seen. Um, things of that nature. This one, they were showing a match, and then they cut to the crowd. But it was a crowd shot from 2012. Yeah. Why? Maybe it was just because they. it was the reaction they wanted. I don't know. Um, my my thing that really bothered me about this was the fact that like men's fashion hasn't changed in over a decade. And I don't think it will in 20. And that's why they were, that's why they were able to use that clip because it looks the exact same. Right. Which <laughs> is like sad. Um, because you can't do the attitude era when like the signs are just like so cringy. Right. Right. Well, and the film was a lot worse back then. Sure. But like, 
it's uh i you, yeah it was uh it was kind of a weird deal because i i don't know uh it would be like if that who was that one dude who had his mouth wide open when the undertaker lost oh yeah It'd be like if they the, were kept the, recycling the that eyes, you know which honestly it would be kind of funny to see some of those moments if they just recycled them I think it would be funny. Or like Brock Lesnar guy. If they made the it, same shirt. If know? they made it like obvious that it was a recycled clip. Well, see, that's that's the thing is if you if it's like tongue in cheek, I, I think I'm OK with it. Right. But when it's. Would you be, though? Because I feel like you would you would be like, what the, what the F are they doing? Well, I mean, I'm sure I would probably be. I don't know. Like if it's if you're in on the joke, it's a little bit different. Right. And sometimes it does take me a while to like understand mm-hmm. like the Ezekiel thing. I was like, this is so stupid. Are you on board with it yet? The fact that Kevin Owens came out in the wig, that made, hilarious. that made me laugh. Yeah. I just, it bothers me the fact that this guy main evented WrestleMania was Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then the next, and night. the next creative <laughs> is you're worried about this guy being honest about who he is. That's, I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, really? Like, yeah. in, I do know in that promo with Austin, he did say he had a hurt back. So I'm wondering if maybe he's recovering from an injury. He could actually have a hurt back. Because yeah. I know that's how the Kurt Angle cowboy hat came to be. Yeah. Austin and Kurt Angle were both hurt to keep them active on the show. They had him doing skits backstage as opposed to working. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, there's, like, no rhyme or reason why Kurt Angle needs to be wearing a tiny cowboy hat on WWE television. But it is funny. Yeah. So... And and I'm sure like that probably got some that would have got some hate back in the day if Twitter would have been a thing you know oh like, yeah what are they doing to Kurt Angle you know like yeah. but it, you know he pulled it off because he's Kurt Angle right so with, with this I don't know like the Brock Lesnar guy like ah, yeah <laughs> that's always made me laugh the Undertaker dude with the eyes like yeah. huge Mouth I don't know wide open he did a photo op with the Undertaker a while back and Taker was doing his look and he was doing like the like I was grabbing the urn yeah like switch roles I was like beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just I find that this is weird. It's like so you have to go into the archives, find good crowd footage, and somehow pretend like it's happening currently. And how I noticed it was a guy on Twitter who was at the show that they footage of of the footage that they used was like, "Wait a minute!" Like I he was in the shot that they used. Yes, he was like, "I wasn't there," and he yeah. was kind of showing that. And I'm like, "That is kind of weird." Yeah, a little strange. Yeah, it's a little weird. But you know, I mean, I think when your crowd is kind of dead, you know. You kind of do what you got to do for the TV presentation. Well, yeah, but I mean, that kind of goes back to like the original problem is maybe people aren't as invested in your product, you know? I think I think they spent so long WWE just doing what they, they want to do, not really hearing the fans. 100%. That now, now they're paying for it. Because they're. I feel like now they're trying, but the fans are just like, oh, we don't care. And I think if AEW had popped up in like 2014, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have had the success they're having now. Right. I think people had gotten so burnt out on how WWE operated. It was perfect timing. It was absolutely perfect timing. And, you know, it kind of started with that all in show. Like, could they sell out a big venue? They did. Oh, holy yeah. shit. You know, like, what? Maybe this is a possibility now. Maybe people are finally ready for this alternative. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It, I, I think with WWE, I know there's been. Rumors and thoughts of years of them do, putting stuff on TV just to embarrass people, which yep. is how they were doing that when they were hot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the fact that you actually did a whole like several minute skit of Jim Ross getting colon surgery and like mm-hmm. and your do- name is Dr. Heine. Like uh, at the time, it doesn't strike you as weird. But it's, now you think about it like, really? Like they put that yeah. on television like that. They, they actually had someone write this up and Vince was in the skit. I mean, like that's it's weird. Yeah. It's yeah. super weird. And so 
I think with them doing all this stuff over the years and like the way they would embarrass the guys on the that NXT show when it was like the oh yeah the competition like they had Daniel Bryan climbing monkey bars you know yeah. like what the hell is Titus O'Neil carrying kegs yeah, yeah and then like them having to run up the stage and chug a thing of soda and run, yeah. you know it's like like what for well yeah how does this help your wrestling ability it, it doesn't it's right. literally almost to embarrass them yeah. And now I they're out there in their gear too. Right. It's not like they're in gym shorts or anything like that. They're out there in full gear. Right. Exactly. And so, and now you have to take everything you've done and try to wipe that away and remake them as big deals. Right. It's like, okay, why, why would you do this? Like, it's just very bizarre to me. So I don't know. I feel like uh, at the end of the day, it's like, you've done this to yourself. Now you have to kind of lay in your own bed. Yeah. And it's, and I think also too, I think it might just take be one of those things where it takes a little bit of time to get fans back into it because I've noticed like with Cody, he's not really getting scripts for promos because um, that's why he keeps slipping up saying wrestling and you know stuff like that. Uh, Ro- it could be on purpose. Could be Roman Reigns. I I mean he's said multiple times they don't script my promos anymore. I know uh, with Edge they don't really script him. Well, yeah, because you know. They hit hand them suffering suck attack. Right. But like, there's a lot of guys, I think they're kind of letting loose a little bit more. And I think the more they do that, the more fans are going to be invested because that's when you yes. get those awesome three sixteen moments. You know, Mick Foley said it best. He said, when you script a promo, you do take away a lot of the really bad ones. Yeah. But he said, you miss those handful of like once in a lifetime promos. You'll never forget. You, you miss all of those. Yeah. Once in a lifetime promos when you script them. Yes. And, and I think I, my opinion, we don't have the Roman we have now if they're scripting what he's saying. No, definitely not. You know, and so I, I think like same with Edge, same with with Cody now. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, I think Cody was destined to be a big deal, a much bigger yes. deal when he came back this time. But, yes. um, I mean, you could kill that momentum in two weeks if you wanted to, and now he's just another guy. So sure. hopefully, they keep that lightning in the bottle there. It really looks like they are um, pushing him to be first in line. They should. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's smart. He's the yeah. freshest guy on the roster. Yep. He's got built-in credibility. Yep. Why not? And he's got an entire back catalog of, of this new crop of fans that may have never seen him in WWE. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just watching that Broken Skull Sessions, I mean, going through that whole thing, it's like there's some of those moments I forgot about. Oh, yeah, because you, you – you, Like a flood of memories came back because I, I had totally forgot he tagged with Bob Holly for a little bit, which they, I don't even think they really touched on that. But, like, not much. it just made me think. I was like, holy shit, yeah, because he tagged with Bob Holly for a little bit when that's he kind first of how got we, started. That's how we first got started, yeah. right? And him even kind of talking about him kind of getting rushed to TV. Yeah. And, you know, uh, legacy and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. I mean, the wearing the mask, dashing Cody Rhodes. Which is one of the greatest things ever. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't realize that. He had taken acting classes and stuff like that on the side, you know, to kind of help. Right. Which I thought was really cool. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Cody was, it, it's funny because I think a lot of people, myself included, I thought Ted was the star of the two. I did too. Yeah. And so, I, I mean, I still think it would be kind of cool if they somehow work out a deal with for him to show back up. I always with, really liked him. With Cody and, and Randy still there. Like, that yeah. would be kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I mean, I don't know if he's, I don't think he's going to be wrestling full time anymore, but. If they could get him there to one night appearance, that would be amazing. Absolutely, run it back. Uh, MJF made some news. Apparently, him and Tony Khan still not really seeing eye to eye, according to reports. Who knows if that's true or not? And uh, he's kind of telling people he might be on his way out. What do you think? Um, I mean i I think I think he's the greatest deal in the business right now. Yeah, things so, work. I I think so, but I mean, it it could be that he's working Tony too. 
It's the, to me, this is Brian Pillman. Yeah. You know, I, like Brian Pillman is working Bischoff to get a better deal with Vince saying like, well, when I get a better deal here, I can come back and I'll yeah. be worth more. And Bischoff's like, okay. And it's like, no dumbass. He was doing that so he could get signed by WWE. Yeah. But in Pillman's head, I'm sure, you know, he obviously died 97. So that didn't happen. But if his deal would have ran out say 99, mm-hmm. he would have been a bigger star. Yeah. And he could have came back for more money. Yeah. Cody Rhodes did. And, and I think it's, I think also too, with, with uh, MJF, I mean, there's a lot left for him to do in AEW, but it's a lot that I'm not sure they're ready to do for him just yet. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, obviously he could have the TNT title. Obviously he could have the AEW championship. He have the, I mean, he hasn't won a championship other than that diamond ring. He also might be one of those heels where they don't feel like he needs one. And I don't really necessarily think he does either. But it's, it's weird to not have that on his resume because he's clearly your top guy when it comes to the heels. Oh yeah. And so I think it's one of those things when, you know, if you're not going to push him and, and maybe it's one of those things, maybe he really is pissed off that some of these guys are making more money than he is. And he's aware that he's the top guy there, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so I think I could see Vince right now being like, we do need this guy, Mm you know? I mean, we'll tone him down a little bit, but we'll let him, let him loose, you know, to a certain extent. Well, WWE, I guess, showed interest in FTR recently. Of course they did. <laughs> yeah, because they're great. And and it's like you had these guys yeah. for years. Yeah. you. I mean, yeah, they had tag titles and stuff, but to me they weren't as featured as they are now. I, I Even right now with the Usos being tag team champions and Randy Orton and Riddle being tag team champions, their tag team division means nothing. No. So why would you want to come to WWE if you're a tag team? Are you a fan of tag team of two guys just winning the belts and then kind of becoming a team like Orton and Riddle? And here's my point. I think they've done a good job with it, but usually what happens is it's like two guys become a tag team, and Cody Rhodes and Bob Holly is a great example. Yeah. They become a tag team, and then they lose them, and like they're not – I mean, Bob Holly got fired, but like they're not ever a team again. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's just a makeshift team. I So – I like it in certain settings. Like I like what they're doing with Riddle and and Orton because it started out as Orton just hating Riddle, thinking he was just an idiot. And, and I then think they, that was probably a shoot. Right. And, and then, uh, you know, they become really good friends. And I could see if one of them just decides, hey, I hate you all of a sudden. I think it created a single story. Uh, I think that's fine, but I think when, you know, like you mentioned, the Cody and Bob Holly, where it's just they lose the tag team championships and they're just not teaming together anymore, I think that's when I don't like it. I like actual teams. I like matching, not even matching gear, just coordinating gear, same mm-hmm. same colors, you know. Um, and I'm okay with two guys getting put together, but I feel like you need to, like, have a legitimate run. And I also think a set tag team, like the Usos, has an advantage on two main eventers yes. who are not a set tag team. Yeah. I mean, I 100% agree. Um, but, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I was never really a fan of, like, um, the back in the day, the two-man power trip, uh, yeah, Austin yeah. and Triple H. Like, I mean, I love those guys separately, but as a tag team, I didn't really care for them. Well, and to me, it, it bothers me when they just beat the piss out of the Hardys. It's like, oh, wait a minute. The right. Hardys should be a better team than you guys. Right. Are you better performers? Yeah, probably, because you're both single stars and top guys. But yeah. kind of like the Dudleys should beat The Rock and 
and mankind. Absolutely. Because they're a tag, they're tag team specialists. And I think, I think it goes back to the fact that WWE just, they don't cares, push tag teams. They care very little about the tag team division. And, and that's my, my point being is like if FTR resigned and they're the revival again, mm-hmm. they should be better than RK bro. Absolutely. Because they're, they're a more defined unit as a team. Yeah. But I don't know if that's what they have planned, but back to MJF. I mean, I think it's, it's like, it's a half shoot, but there's, there's some real, realness put in there. And I, and I think Tony Khan's aware mm-hmm. he's built these stars. So to keep them around, he's going to have to pay them more. Yeah. Well, and that, and that goes back to me a few months ago saying it was a stupid move to, to let people know what your four pillars are yeah. because that's going to get to their head. Sure. You know what I mean? And now MJF is like, I'm a, I'm a pillar of this company. Yeah. You better pay me. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure Sammy and Darby and Absolutely. Jungle Boy will all be in the kind of the same. Yeah, well, thought. and, and pe- people right now hate Sammy Guevara, and it's like not even you know. Well, he made a big thing about you know proposing to his longtime girlfriend on television, and then just and months later, it's like they're broken up, and he's with Ty Conti. Right. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And like, I'm not getting anyone's business because I don't know the circumstances. No, but well, and also too, Ty Conti's gorgeous. So you know, I, I get it. Good on you, brother. I get it. But, but it's like if you made a big deal about putting that on TV, it's like, oh boy. Yeah. And a, so it. I, it's but just I mean, weird. to be fair, I like the fact that Tony Khan um, he even said he goes, I like Sammy. I like Ty. I like him together. The people don't. So they course corrected and turned them heels. Yeah. I think that's smart. That instead was of, smart. Instead of trying to push and push. Nope. They're a baby face. Yeah. My God, we're going to make it. You yeah. know, no, let them be who they are. Yeah, absolutely. And then once they, they earn that trust back, if they want to make them baby faces again, go for it. And which it was, it, it has become a weird thing because now all of a sudden Dan Lambert's a, a face. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's I mean, like, what? Yeah. And <laughs> How like, do you do that? I didn't expect him to be there. <laughs> past that like initial feud right I, lo- I hope he stays forever dude the guys he's like he's like their version of jim Cornette. yeah he's it's, amazing it's great yeah and for a guy that had it's no real ties to pro wrestling yeah dude cuts a hell of a good heel promo absolutely he does i love it but yeah if mjf i don't know it's i i don't see him necessarily going yep excuse me because i feel like some of his equity will be lost what I mean by that, Cody had built in equity. Yeah. He was already been there. They already knew who he was. Mm-hmm. And they knew they were buying a top guy. With MJF, I could see Vince being like, hmm, it's kind of short. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, like Yeah, but you know, I think if you're a WWE fan, you know who MJF is. Mm-hmm. I, I think if you watch the product on either side, you know who MJF is. And I think you'll but Vince won't, won't see it that way, I don't think. Maybe not. But so, I, I think he's got people like Bruce behind him who would be like, yeah. Vince, this is a guy. This is the star. This is a guy we need to push. Yeah, you know, this could be the uh, the the bane to Cody's existence. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, with uh, I, I I do feel like there's been less AEW signings lately, which is smart. Yeah. To be fair, though, I guess in that tournament, his pocketbook was starting to smoke. Yeah, <laughs> in that tournament though, the Owen Hart tournament, there's two jokers, which are like. I assume surprises. One male, one female. Yeah. I, I've kind of heard people suspecting the male is either uh, Miro's return mm. or Cesaro. I assume Cesaro. He mm-hmm. f- seems like the best because it's against Samoa Joe. Yeah. And I feel like that will be a banger of a match. Yep. Um, as far as the female, I don't know who it would be. I'm trying to think of there. Are there any like free agent females? I mean, I guess you could maybe think. Dakota Kai, but I don't think her non-competes up yet. No, I mean, because she just got released a but couple I mean, weeks ago. We could see like a Tegan Knox show up. She's been gone for a little bit now. Yeah, you know, I feel like the big stars in the female division though, have already been swooped. 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, it could be, I guess, on one, it could be a Tessa Blanchard. Oh, God. But she's got a lot of, like, negative on her name, so yeah. maybe not. Um, yeah, who knows, though? Yeah, who knows? We'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about in the wrestling talk here, NWA All Access. Um, I recently discovered this. I was uh, looking on fight at the uh, NWA Always Ready pay-per-view. Kind of wanted to get back into NWA a little bit. Um, I have honestly not watched any since, uh, I guess, you know, since the whole COVID era happened. Because they had that one pay-per-view come back uh, called Back for the Attack. They didn't have a live crowd yet. I was like, eh, no thanks. And uh, now they're doing Power again. They're doing their pay-per-views more regularly again. I'm mm-hmm. like, eh, I kind of want to check some of these out. Because I enjoyed it initially when it first hit. Yeah. And now that Power's behind the paywall, I was just like, man, I'm, I'm kind of just not interested. Yeah. And um, But then I saw NWA Always Ready on Fight was $25, which isn't terrible for a pay-per-view these days. But you can get NWA All Access for $50. That includes all the pay-per-views for that entire calendar year, all the past pay-per-views, plus you get all the NWA Powers, NWA USA, which is a secondary show, and NWA Power Surge, which is like a monthly NWA show type special. So I'll be honest, man. I thought that was a pretty damn good deal. It is a really good deal. Uh, I mean, I'm not really too into NWA. I don't even really know who's there nowadays other than Matt Cardona. They, they, I mean, I know uh, Tyrus Brodus Clay's there now. Okay. Um, Trevor Murdoch's obviously still there. Nick Aldis is there. Okay. Um, I Chris Adonis, or you know, the masterpiece as he was. Oh, nice. Is there? JTG's there. I okay. mean, um, I think uh, is the Pope still there? I believe he is. I think uh, Aaron Stevens is still there. Okay. Um, they've got some pretty good talent actually. Yeah. So I, you know, I kind of want to check it out again. They have a few new names that I don't know. So I'm like, that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um. There's that team called The End. I don't know if you've seen them or not. They were not. pretty big on the Indies, kind of like a Viking-type big bruiser tag team. I was like, okay. that's kind of cool. Um, there's someone else. I think uh, Fred Rosser is there, which was uh, Darren Young. Oh, okay. Okay. So there's some good talent there. Um, I mean, anyway, I think it's kind of cool that like they have that as an offering because if you were wanting to check out a pay-per-view, you can pay double the money and watch all the pay-per-views for the year, plus yeah. all the previous ones and – Catch up on power if you want, and that's a pretty good deal. I feel like, yeah, that is a good deal. So I might be doing that. So, yeah, that's what we got for the wrestling talk. What do you say we dive into some movie talk here? Let's do it. This is All right, fellas, go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, tell me what we got now. Big underscore Bane, some uh, some interesting news. CW, uh, this past few weeks, has canceled a ton of shows. Yeah. Um, Batwoman has been canceled. Legends of Tomorrow has been canceled. Um, what else has been canceled? Legacies, which is a Vampire Diaries spinoff, has been canceled. Charmed has been canceled. Roswell, New Mexico has been canceled. The 4400 has been canceled. Um, a bunch of canceled shows, man. Naomi was canceled, which is a DC show. Only went one season. Um, they have recently picked up a couple of new, they picked up a uh, Walker spinoff called Walker Independence, which I guess is based in like the 1800s, which I'm like, that might be all right. They're picking up a Winchester's prequel about okay. the, the parents when they were young and a new Gotham, I think it's called Gotham Knights series. Um, what do you think about them like canceling all these shows? I mean, obviously, like, 
that means they have to have something in the works, right? Some some big projects happening. Yeah, it sounds to me like they're just hitting the reset button. Yeah, you know, because um, they were all it was to me. It seemed like it was almost entirely all DC for a long time, and now all those shows are more or less gone. Well, what they they like extended themselves way too far on the DC stuff. Yeah. Um, the because the crossovers just got you know out of hand. Yeah. Um, you couldn't even keep up with them. No, and that—that's what ultimately caused me to just stop watching, and then I just kind of forgot D, uh, CW was even a network, you know, mm. because that—that was all I watched. But I, you know, I mean, I, I think it's probably smart. I, I know, like Legacies, I, I didn't really know anything about that show until you told me about it beforehand, but I knew it existed, and um, mm-hmm. I mean, it had been on a few few years, and well, and a lot of them, like you know, I think had had pretty good runs, you yeah. know, like I think the flash is also wrapping up Supergirl wrapped up. So like, you know, they got like five, six seasons, which I think is a pretty good run nowadays. Yeah. And so uh, with all that, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of curious where they go from there as far as like what they're going to bring next. Yeah. The, and the only thing with CW, like I, most of their shows are really not that great. You yeah. know what I mean? They're, they're kind of low budget, you know, I mean, they're sometimes good stories. I feel like after arrow and the flash, it all kind of just fell off. Yeah, well, they they had a lot of the same, yes, you know, and so, but I mean, at the same time, they had shows like I Zombie, which was fantastic. I loved it. I did love I Zombie. That was a great show. They they had a lot of good stuff. It was just, I don't know, some of it just kind of fell by the wayside a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I'm that's my point is is I feel like this is a good thing because yeah, we're probably going to see a whole lot more new stuff pop up, which I think is good, you know? Yeah, for sure. To get new shows. I think sometimes, uh, unfortunately, some shows go way too long. Yep. And, um, I think Vampire Diaries went way too long. What, it go like seven years or something? Uh, I think even, I thought, I feel like longer than that. Maybe not, but like, I know they were actually trying to wrap it up. I think, if I remember, I don't think I ever finished that one, but if I remember right, the girl left and they kept it going. The, the main girl? Yeah. I can't think of her name. Yeah. But yeah, and then, but yeah, they they just kept it going a little bit too long. I can't remember what happened there. I thought they were going to end it, and then there was like a fan uproar or something. And, and they so they brought it, it back. Yeah, and uh, and then they had the originals. I really liked the originals for like the first season, maybe the second season too. But like, I kind of got tired of that. And then it was like they had the crossover events happen with them, and it's like, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, and but it, it just uh, CW is just it's it's its own little world. You know what it I mean? Is. And uh, sometimes they hit and sometimes they miss. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So I, I'm kind of curious what they're what they're going to dive into next. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we got a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right. Big underscore Bane. So this is kind of an impulse buy on my part. I was showing it to you before we started recording. I, I saw this at a comic book shop. I just happened to go in yesterday. I just wanted to see if they had anything new. And it's from DC Direct, which is kind of like more of like a high-end collectible type figure. But it's from the deceased comic line. And it's mm-hmm. Red Hood, kind of like a zombie or kind of a battle-damaged Red Hood. Anyway, I just I don't know why. I was like, man, I kind of want that. I think that looks cool. But... um. You know, of course, when I was there, they had, you know, the zombie. On the back, they have a zombie, Deathstroke, Nightwing, and Batgirl. And then at the store, they also had, like, Superman and Harley Quinn and a few others. I just thought that was super cool, man. I, the, the name Deceased is amazing to me. I haven't yeah. read the book, but I thought that was such a cool name. And 
I'm not necessarily a huge zombie fan, but I thought that, that was a pretty cool line. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a cool idea, cool concept, cool line. Like I said, I like you said, I've never really read the book. So I don't know much about the story, but yeah, the figure itself looks really good. It's, it's cool. It's definitely fun. Well, I was actually at a vintage stock, and they had a, uh, a zombie Batman. Okay. And that stopped me in my tracks. I'm like, damn, that is cool. Yeah. I didn't buy it because I thought, oh, I don't know. But then I was like, I'm going to go check out that comic book store down the street, see what they have. And they had a bunch of them, too. And I uh, ended up picking up Red Hood. But I'm a huge Red Hood fan, so this may be just a one-off for me just because I think he's such a cool character. I yeah. don't know. But definitely a cool figure. I guess this is – so here's what's weird. I, I had heard DC Direct went out of business with him when COVID hit. They couldn't – you know, a lot of businesses did go out of, out of at that time. So I was under the impression they were done. Apparently, that's not the case, and they're working with McFarland to produce these. So they're kind of like – co-producing them although i don't see anything about mcfarland on the box i was just right i was reading online so i could be kind of far off on that i don't know i'm sure i'll be corrected if i'm wrong but i don't know man i love the box i love the artwork on it and the figure itself looks great i thought it was a cool piece to have yeah for sure it's it's awesome yeah uh well it is tournament time big underscore bane yep it's time for our um let's see here let me pull up our mcu tournament the worst MCU. So we've got um, eight eight films, mm-hmm. and we're going to vote on which one you think is the worst. And our first matchup, Captain Marvel versus Thor. What do you guys think? I think Thor's layup. I think I think Thor's really. I think on. Captain Marvel is way worse than Thor. Really? Yeah. It wasn't I, I thought that was one of the weaker MCU movies. And the reason I say that is I feel like Thor, even though it wasn't the greatest movie, he was awesome. He's great as Thor. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, yeah. No, he's a, he's great in that role for sure. Um, I just – I feel like Captain Marvel was a little bit better because it was right on the cusp of the story kind of reaching its peak, mm-hmm. whereas Thor was kind of before it really got moving. Yeah. And so I feel like not that not that it was like a standalone movie and they just tied it in willy nilly, but it just it felt way more standalone than Captain Marvel did. Yeah, well, yeah, because Captain Marvel was all about heading into Endgame. Yes, Thor. Like I know they found the hammer in Iron Man too. Yep. So it was kind of like the whole process there, and then you know obviously he shows up at the Avengers and mm-hmm. as does Loki, who's had. Several roles in the Avengers film and his own series and stuff. So, yep. I don't know. My vote's got to go to Captain Marvel, though. Out of those two, I would much rather rewatch Thor than Captain Marvel, in my opinion. And again, I'm an MCU fan. I love them I all. Would, I would hate to watch either one of them, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> they both sound like terrible times. Nah, come on, man. Yeah. Compared to a DC movie, you got to be kidding me. No. No. See, we could do the worst DC movies, but there's too many. To, yeah, there'd be a 32. It'd be a 32 bracket yeah. tournament. Start yeah. with Superman four, the quest for peace. Yeah, all all the Superman movies could be on there. And first one was okay. The second one was wasn't. You talking about the original? Yeah. No, it'd be on there. You know, oh, come on, it was the original though. So, I mean, it wasn't bad. It was in the, the original Wonder Woman would probably be on there too. The series? I thought there was a, a Wonder Woman movie back then. I don't know. I mean, I'm not not that I'm aware of. Maybe I know there's a series. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I thought there was. Grant, I mean, it's the '70s, right? I mean, it's right, I, they were all bad. Yeah, I mean, like even the Tim Burton Batman's 
there's elements of those that don't hold that don't hold up. Sure, but you know, it was a sign of the times. Anyway, so go ahead and vote. We'll put it up on Twitter at bbph nine one eight. Thor or Captain Marvel? Which one is worse? And we're going to determine the worst MCU movie of all time. Oh yeah, how this not going to be the Eternals though is beyond me. What's what's the Eternals going to be up against? Oh, let's see. It's I think it's our third matchup. It's it's Age of Ultron. See that that would yeah, be interesting because people may vote Age of Ultron because they like it better. <laughs> that's so, what, that's what I was saying. We got to put worst in all caps. Yeah. So hopefully it'll highlight that a little bit. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting. So uh, make sure to go vote at BBPH nine one eight. Of course, check out our uh, other podcasting buddies like the fully posable wrestling figure podcast. Give them a, a listen and check out their show every Sunday. And of course, Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Uh, doing the favor with Eric and Barry. They do watch-alongs. They do sports podcasts. Check out their stuff. Great dudes over there. Absolutely. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. Check them out as well. The Ringside Rant with RJ. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with our pal Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Also, In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. I think they had episode four just drop. I, I'm a huge fan of the show. I'm not a big NASCAR guy, but I am enjoying In the Marbles. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I mean, I've heard great things about it, and I'm yeah. excited to check it out. Yeah, definitely should. Uh, boot to the face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. In fact, I'm wearing a shirt today that I think Drew Vinsel would appreciate. Gotta love it. Kona Crush. Where'd you get that shirt at? It was a, it's a bootleg shirt from it, some bootleg website. It, it look, I mean, it looks bootleg. It is. And I'm not a but big... But it looks awesome. I'm not a big... It looks like it's from the 90s. Yes. And that's what I liked about yes. it. Yes. Yeah, great stuff. Um, I actually sent this to Drew when I bought it. I was like, I think you would appreciate this. Um, also check out wreck my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew over there trivia with buds with our pal Ryan buds. In fact, he was just on, you know, it's fake, right? Uh, Howlin with the wolf with the one and only Jason wolf. And of course, don't forget his epic, amazing chop shop. Yeah. And also shout out to Freya. She's not been feeling well. Hopefully she gets better soon. Oh yeah. Not good. Um, pulling up a chair with their buddy, Tim over at a chair shot. And then of course, night of the nerdy laser podcast with our buddy, Richard and his friend, Matt talking horror films. And, of course, check out our other shows. You know, it's fake, right? Every Monday with me and a special guest. Like I said, this past week was uh, Ryan Buds from the Trivia with Buds podcast. We also have uh, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis, which is, I guess, on sabbatical. I don't know. Have you heard from Bill? You talking not, to Bill? I have not heard from Bill at all. Is that why you're so chipper right now? Yeah, yeah I guess so. I don't know. Oh, I'm in the I'm in the AC. I think that's why I'm so chipper. Right Man, now. I would like I would hate to see you in the heat with Bill Benis. Yeah. That'd just be a, that'd be shit bane right there, wouldn't yeah, it? Miserable. Shoot me in the face. <laughs> I would welcome a murderer right then. Good lord, yeah. man. Uh, also, check out the TB Toy Cast every Thursday. Uh, and then all of Bane's music you can find on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your tunes. In fact, I know you're hard at work making uh, some new some new uh, new jams. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, four of the six done that I wanted to get done. And then um, I'll uh, get everything mixed down, mastered, and then release the, the two albums uh, after that. So yeah. I mean, do you have an ETA on a release yet? No, I'm not putting an ETA on nothing because I, I want to don't want to pressurize myself. You know what I mean? That'd be a real pressure cooker, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't want to do that. So I, I mean, the, I have heard you say mixing is the shit part, right? Yeah, it really is. I mean, because I, I, um, so I have to. So here's here's what it is: is when I go to mix, I mix everything down on my laptop with headphones, and then. I'll hear the I'll hear the mix in my headphones. Sounds fine. What I do after that is I unplug my headphones, just play it through my Mac speakers, hear it. If it sounds fine, that's great. Then I'll go to my car, play it in my car. If it sounds great, great. The problem is 
it'll sound great in my headphones and then I'll unplug my headphones. Then it sounds terrible in my uh, Mac speakers. So I'll fix it and then I'll play it on my Mac speakers. Sounds great. My Mac speakers, but then I play it in my car. Sounds like shit in my car. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's one of those things where like once I get it to where it's mostly good and then I have to fine tune everything. Like there's like automation levels to where like when I'm my vocals, one part will be like way too soft, but then the next part will be way too loud. And it's like, I have to like word by word, almost just kind of like throw some automation in there and fix the audio to where everything's like close to the same level. And that's where it gets to be a pain in the ass. Cause once I get that done, then I have to readjust everything because now it's just, it fucking takes so fucking long. It's a, it's a pain in the ass. I wish I, I had the it. money. I wish I had the money to just pay somebody to do it. I bet it's a lot of money, though. Oh, yeah, it is. Because yeah. it is such a pain in the ass. Makes sense. I mean, I guess that's kind of one of those things, like, you're in a position now where you can do all that stuff yourself, but then you actually have to do it yourself. Right. So, Well, and yeah. this is this to me is so much, uh, it's more important for me to have everything perfect now because it's like I'm actually singing the entire time. Mm-hmm. Whereas before when I was rapping, I was like, eh, whatever. Just throw it out there. Get a decent mix on it. It's fine. But gotcha. I want everything to sound good, good, like before I actually release it. So it's just, it's taking a little bit more time. I gotcha. I gotcha. So yeah, stay, stay on the lookout for some new, uh, some new drops from big underscore Bane. Absolutely. Um, plus, uh, if you had a beard, get you some, uh, outsiders beard, uh, stuff. <laughs> yeah. Beard, uh, beard balm, beard oil, make that beard look amazing. Absolutely. Make it look and feel amazing. All of our t-shirts you can find at, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, or WaterManeuver.net. Search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, TB Toycast, and a lot of our other podcasting uh, buddies have shirt stores there as well. Yeah. Anything else, man? I I, I just want to uh, say this is like the shortest episode we've had in a long time. Oh, is it? Yeah, 57 minutes, man. Oh, that is a little bit short. We're, we're, we're cutting it short today. I well, dig it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess there wasn't as many topics today. but Yeah, there wasn't. You know. I mean, I guess we could stretch it, but I... Why? Yeah. Why? What? It's hot outside. Let me get off here. Go get a damn snow cone. What, kind, what flavor are you going to get? Oh, man, I'm going to get me a, a Tiger's Blood, probably. So my little cousin works at the snow cone stand now, and uh, she's kind of giving me some 411. Yeah. Apparently, wedding cake is the way to go. I don't know. I've never had it. I have tried wedding cake. Wasn't a big fan. Okay. Well. Uh, but, you know, to each his own. I mean, my... my uh, Kiddo is a huge fan of like the sour that they put in there, and it's like, nope, don't like that. My mom used to get sweet tart a lot because it had a sourness in it, and mm-hmm. that was always kind of weird to me. But it did taste good. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some flavors that they have at the snow cone where it just kind of like they all taste the same to me. Yeah, but you know, Tiger's Blood is the one because it's got that coconut flavor in there. And oh yeah, that to me tastes really good. They uh they they have like superhero ones. Yes, they just mix the colors and yeah. stuff. I'm like. Maybe need to try me a Hulk one. Yeah, I used to, I used to like getting the Raphael. You know, I don't know if they have that one there, but there used to be a snow cone stand where they had all four turtles. Yes. Yeah. They kind of made the mask. Yep. Amazing. Yeah, love that. Good times. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. And we will see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> Thank you.
It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back at my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Psycho! Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.